Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, it's just Cameron here today because uh, Matt's too uh, shy, busy, whatever excuse he's going to come up with to uh, have played at Halo Infinite with the rest of us, uh, I don't know, adventurers, keen Halo players, I don't know. Well, for everyone else on Xbox, probably. Yeah, it, like, I, it, feels, it feels weird at the moment, yeah? Because I have, I have a Vex diagram. I have one side, all the achievement hunters I know that I'm like really good friends with. The other side, I've got all the Halo players I know. And then the only person that seems to cross into this Vex diagram is me. <laughs> and maybe like one if other person I know. If it's any consolation, I 100%ed uh, what remains of Edith Finch yesterday. So if that makes me an achievement hunter, Ooh. then pop me in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take anything I can get. Um, so you're probably asking who I'm joined by. And if you haven't listened to a, some of our previous podcasts, sorry, if you have listened to some of our previous podcasts, you'll already know I'm joined by Judson. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I did. Do you want me to sum up kind of what I do? So yeah, people? pretty much. Like, yeah, just so, uh, guys that are new to the podcast. Yeah, every, so I, I suppose quick TLDR. Pretty much, I've been on Hall of Gamers a few times, pestering Matt and Cameron, and they've been on my <laughs> podcasts and whatnot to kind of talk about games and whatnot. But I uh, co-founded a website along with my good friend Connor, who Cameron and Matt also know. <laughs> uh, called Gaming Sandbox, which is an indie-centric gaming publication based in the UK and Ireland. We pretty much cover all things uh, indie game. And then whenever I seem to be on Cameron's podcast, it always seems to go back to a conversation of me somehow giving out about a specific indie game, whether it be <laughs> Hellblade or otherwise. Um, but for the most part, yeah, that's that's kind of all I've got going. Um, it can all be boiled down to Gaming Sandbox stuff. Anything else you see that's ever posted on my Twitter is usually related to that i do the odd film review for robot republic but outside of that it's just all indie game content so if you haven't already you should definitely check out gaming sandbox me and matt uh like very big fans and very big fans of all the work that you're involved in whether it be gaming Thank sandbox you. or else uh, so i guess we're not really making fun of indie games today but we're going for the big dog no. we're going for i Xbox's wouldn't rule it out title. Though. <laughs> we can still we can still bring it in we can still bring it in i don't know yeah i mean how many things can we how many things can we make fun of um so yeah this this will be our spoiler cast on halo infinite uh we've done a few of these already um i'm not sure what the schedule is looking like over the christmas break i know by now we've definitely done life is strange true colors which um solid game yeah, Alex and Alex and Matt like love that game, and I'm definitely going to check it over the holiday break. Is one of my must plays. Um, saying that, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm having mental blank. Forgotten City is definitely one, mm. and we also have another one coming up with Charlotte and Matt for Psychonauts too, which should be very good. Lots to look forward to then. Yeah. Need to, need to just get all these pumped out before the break so we're all ready to go. Nice and refreshed in January um, with, I don't know, our Christmas pickies from the break. I don't know. I'm, I'm just rambling. Cool. Let's get into Halo. Yes, let's. Looking forward to it. So I want to break this up into a few different points because obviously we had the multiplayer drop first, um, which... Yeah. Yeah, we let's let's say it launched a mixed like mixed reception, because mm. 
I don't think people will disagree that the gameplay is like pretty solid. Yeah. If not, I think that's the one thing everyone agrees on is that the yeah. gameplay is particularly fairly good, but it's always the, I suppose, the executive decision of microtransactions that always has people. That's the real controversy there. The controversy is never about Halo Infinite's gameplay. I think, in fairness, that's the one thing that Halo Infinite's done really well is managed to balance what are, I suppose, historically two very different styles of gameplay, that being sort of Halo 4 onwards and Halo 4 before. Mm. I suppose maybe you could say Halo Reach onwards because I, I kind of view Halo as before and after Sprint. Um, and, like, they've kind of decided, I mean, in fairness, they have it both in this game, but they've made sprinting and not sprinting both viable options in this game yeah so the gameplay was never really a big problem and they actually did a lot of really good innovative work on the gameplay system but yeah when you say mix critical and like commercial um discussion it, i feel like it's always boiled down to the actual the one thing that seems to plague all games now microtransactions for better or for worse and i don't i don't even think it's a case of them being microtransactions anymore it's macro transactions you're playing mm. like 20 dollars for packs and that which like i can justify a skin for like two to three dollars but mm. if you're spending one third of a uh triple a game just to get a cosmetic pack yeah. i can't really justify that price even if i um even if i enjoy the game as much as i do but um it launched with the controversy uh controversy around the xp system which i did you play first day at launch I don't think I played the first day. I might play the second day, but I definitely remember the like XP the being XP. terrible. Yeah. I don't think I... I think I was playing, like, practically every day and I didn't get any, like, XP gains. I, I think I got to, like, level three. And that yeah. was, like, after 20 hours of gameplay. I think, yeah. I don't know. See, I was fine enough with it at the beginning because I wasn't... I'm never a big person that's focused on going up a battle fast or cosmetics sort of thing. Mm. I'm more there, like... If my friends have the game, I'll play it and, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy that and whatnot. Because I don't typically try and commit to Battle Pass style games anymore because if you miss one season or even mm. one week, you can miss out on such an array of content that I'm kind of one of those people that either has to have it all or none of it at all sort of thing. Yeah. So if I miss out on something, I'm going to be like, oh, what's the point in playing anymore? And I think that's a really poor way of approaching a game because it's like, well, then why are you really playing it? Are you playing it because you're getting like, shiny new armor or you play it because you enjoy it um and that's something i did like really religiously with black ops 4 and mm. like that's not a good game I, I don't enjoy that game i know that it has some of its fans but it's a higher time to kill call of duty game so maybe that's why i was a bit interested in it but for the most part i logged about 33 days in that and i don't remember enjoying a single <laughs> day of it so i i wasn't too worried about it at the beginning but i can definitely see especially when a game releases so bare bones. And if you don't buy the Battle Pass, you probably got the least selection for customization in any Halo game, which is a far shout from what they advertise the game as. Yeah, I think um, the problem at the moment too is the customization. Like we had this in prior games. It's like essentially yeah. everything that we already had is now put behind a paywall. Or at least you're investing yeah. with either time or money. But it seems that it's, it's always weird because it's like, it seemed like they were going in the right direction with... Um, with MCC because they had mm. put so much work into making that a very consumer friendly game. Uh, and then I don't know, I don't know why they didn't just copy the progression system from that when they put it into infinite. Cause like that seems the most logical, like it's a tried and true method. They know people like it. Why switch it up? 
I imagine there was some corporate level of interference to kind of say like, okay, we mm. need to incorporate these microtransactions, but the progression system as a whole, I don't know, is it used to incentivize people buying challenge swaps and to buy levels? Maybe, I don't know. I think you can do it without the challenge swaps. You can definitely do it now. The XP system is 10 times better now yeah. um, since they incorporate the 300 XP per game and then 200 and whatnot. I still don't think it's perfect and I hope they change it to what we know was the true progression system because it made no sense for like one person to play a game do nothing could stand in the corner for the entire game and then get the same xp as someone who maybe yeah. single-handedly won the game for their team it, it feels weird not having the medals pop up mid-game like yeah like it, it feels like i'm getting robbed of like not robbed of something but like something's missing i don't know if it's just that um like i'm used to that i i played so much mcc like people like fans of the show will know that i got the completion in 2021 for mcc and i'm probably going to do the chinese version next year because i'm entirely crazy yeah um, i think it's I, yeah but i i, I think it's though, i think it's kind of um i think it's a difficult one for halo because it's obviously a long-running franchise and with you know each game comes new levels of innovation so you need to keep adding on to stuff you've already made and with new engines and with new consoles you know you've got to rebuild everything from the ground up and it's like you know people wouldn't be annoyed that forge wasn't in the game if forge never existed it's because halo has set that precedent for having forge that we're kind of a bit disappointed it's not there at launch Uh, and the same goes for certain game modes which I'm not going to claim to know anything about how game modes are implemented. Like they're available in custom game. I don't know why they're not available in matchmaking. Um, like it's a brand new game. I, I don't think the the question of uh, like a player base or like a healthy player base is in dispute because, you know, it's new. So everyone's going to be playing it. Um, like you kind of only really, at least in my opinion, you'd, you'd only start to congest playlists into like huge bulk ones if a game is like five or six years down the line that has very few people playing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel bad for them in a way because they have so much stuff and it, it's, I don't know. I, I think speaking on Forge just quickly, like we could see Forge be like the most innovative iteration of the game mode in, I think it's nine months time. It's meant to come out. Um, yeah. Like season two, Sorry, this season for season one is meant to be six months long because they had to delay. Yeah, well, it's and co-op coming out co-op, in six months. Co-op yeah. comes with season two, so that's going to be that was originally delayed from three to six months now. So yeah. then I imagine Forge will be nine months unless they end up making the season six month intervals. Yeah, so like I mean, Halo Five is the most innovative Forge at the moment. It's better than any of the previous games, so they they mm-hmm. know what they're doing with that system. So. Like it's extremely complex. It's not like it's not Halo Reach Four. It's certainly not Halo Three. So like trying to implement that will take a lot of time. Um, and this is coming from as well a game that three years into the line had a load of it scrapped and redone. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I was very critical at the beginning because I was like, they've had six years. What have they done? Like this looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a developer, so I'm not going to say like, I I certainly don't want people to be pushed to the limit to get a game out. I mean, and that's a thing we'll come on to later because I don't mm-hmm. think Halo Infinite should have come out this December, but there's there's a lot of other different bits and pieces that I'm kind of like, yeah, three years, I can see this, but I still feel like even with three years work, they kind of haven't done as much as I would re- nearly expect as a consumer. Yeah. Um, and I get it's free to play, um, but like at the end of the day, I'm I'm going off the basis that, yeah, I would pay for a Halo Infinite multiplayer. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, 
I don't know who was asking for free to play and I'm certainly not going to give out like because I don't really want to bring a monetary aspect into this because money is so different to so many different people so like some people might see the cosmetics and be like oh 20 quid for a skin I'll buy that that's fine and other people might be like that's a lot of money I'm not touching that it feels weird because I feel like the focus with the multiplayer was more so push a free-to-play model so we can not like sure for monetary gain but like mainly to increase market like to increase buy-in and have yeah. more uh, have more of a user base, which would obviously then lead to more profits. But I, like, I 100% agree. I really think free-to-play was a mistake and that they should have just stuck to the traditional, like, model. Hmm. Well, I, I don't think it was a mistake, per se. I, I really do like that they're free-to-play. I, um, like... Because I, yeah. Mistake's like, probably the wrong from- word, but I, I feel... It dampens you my experience. Yeah, I think I think that the problem is you can at least, um, from a consumer standpoint, if you've paid for something, you can demand the sense of response uh, of accountability for developers to deliver on items they've either promised or items that are lacking. Whereas if it's free to play, then you know the argument is going to be, well, it's free. Why are you giving out about it? And this was a this was a really interesting conversation that came up when there was the discussion about should you pay for a season pass for DLC or should there be free DLC? Uh, and now, obviously, the, the current service model for majority of games is to have free DLC. Uh, and the, the one argument for people saying, I don't want free DLC is always, well, you never know when that free DLC is going to come out because there's no, there's no uh, holding incentive for a company to make that DLC if you haven't bought a season pass. And, you know, if a game doesn't perform well on sales or it's poor, uh, uh, poor maybe a couple months down the line, they could just scrap the entire DLC concept. And a game you may have initially invested into now has nothing coming for it. I think a case in point of this is Mass Effect Andromeda, which was set to have a number of DLCs and then just got thrown to the side when it didn't perform well. I could have like an indie example, like something like Human Fall Flat, which is constantly putting out content now. Mm -hmm. But like, see, there's definitely... Like it's a nuanced discussion for free and paid content. I'm always of the opinion that the more people that can play a game, the better. And that's mm-hmm. why I quite like the free-to-play model. Um, as somebody who was a big fan of Halo 5 and came into the game cycle three years late uh, and then was trying to play games even like last year, yeah. like trying to find games on that was near impossible. When you did, you were only being matched up with people who are very hardcore players of the game. So nobody was going to give it a chance. Uh, and you can see the level of like making a game free for a bit will boost his player count i mean battlefront 2 is a perfect example of that when it went free on epic game store for i think it was a month or was it a weekend or whatever like the player base initially shot up and they had to like restart servers for from ea because mm. there was so many people logging in to play that game uh, and i think that's a great way of boosting um boosting player numbers and i i do think it'll get a lot of people into halo uh, and particularly i think when microsoft are looking for their flagship because Halo is their flagship yeah. game. Let's make no mistake about that. Like, um, like they want that game to perform well. Uh, and I think free-to-play model, yeah, it looks the best. Is it monetarily the best? Yeah, you could say if you get the like microtransactions and the people buy it and you get that retention back, yes. Um, I don't know. It seems really out of the... I don't know. It seems like at least the monetization practices in Infinite seem really strange from a company... I say from a company like Microsoft, I know for a fact Microsoft don't care about me or about like any anybody else particularly because they're a company and they're there to make profits. Mm. But like from a company that made Game Pass and then like kind of incentivize this level of like 
here's our trust in players to kind of give you this library stuff for a reduced fee. Series S is also a perfect example of a cheaper console that's made available. You can say that's all for financial incentive. I think there has like there has to be at least like some level of um, you know trying to instill some consumer trust after the Xbox One era. Um, and I think I don't know. It's a bit weird to see them then introduce this like really strange like almost predatory microtransaction system that charges as you mentioned like twenty dollars for like a skin or a helmet. And I think the mo- the worst one we've seen so far was the fifteen dollar. Um, like katanas on your guys on a person's waist yeah. and then like four of the same emblem but for different like weapons I thought that was so stupid and it was literally like it wasn't even like they were trying to hide it um, I, I, I worry with yeah. the triple A's too because we've got stuff like that we've got NFTs just so yeah. many I mean uh, yeah but you wouldn't ex- in fairness from a consumer standpoint and maybe I'm a bit naive for thinking this you would expect sort of those sort of like moves from the likes of Ubisoft, EA, yeah, yeah. Activision, that you would expect that sort of like, not shady, but like that sort of like, not really having the consumer at heart sort of practice. Um, and I I don't know, maybe again, I'm naive. I don't really expect that from Microsoft. I don't know if that's, mm. uh, maybe that's me being very sort of rose tinted with my view of the company. I would agree, but... Yeah, the, look, the only negative thing before this to me was the price increase of gold. gold. I feel mm-hmm. like I've had rose-tinted glasses the last few years as well, especially from the likes of Game Pass. I Like, I still can't get over the fact that we have so much to thank for that. And to the point of Microsoft has always been a leader in, like, essentially driving the conversation. Yeah. Like, to the point, like, Game Pass... Spartacus is rumored to be coming out now. Um, mm-hmm. Xbox Live, like having an Ethernet cable on a console in itself. I think the original Xbox was the first to do it, right? Maybe, yeah. But I, I mean, I wouldn't compare that to free game. Like that is a monetary yeah, yeah. goal for them in itself. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a bit miffed about it. And like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. again, like it's a big company, like multi-billion dollar company. I'm not going to expect them to be like, Oh, we love the little guy because obviously they're in it for the money. Yeah, yeah, no, nobody gets that rich without you know sacrificing some moral values. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the month I, I think maybe a little bit deviating from the conversation is the talk of microtransactions because they're so I feel like it's actually in a way disservice Halo Infinite because it is a really, really good game outside of that. Mm. Uh, at least the multiplayer aspect, and we get onto campaign later, but I really, really liked what they did with the multiplayer. I think the, the game modes are a bit bare bone. I thought it was really weird that they decided not to launch with Slayer as a main game mode until yeah, like, that. Like every game has a team deathmatch. Like it, it just seems so strange to launch like that. And especially when you incentivize challenges and not doing objectives, you think you'd put the one game mode that isn't cha- like objective based into the game. I don't know. It baffles me, but I mean, it's coming to the game now. So along with SWAT and some other stuff. So I'm not going to be... Seen, it seems to be a case with quite a few multiplayer games recently as well. Like, I know Battlefield's especially getting a lot of flack for having, like, limited... Like, a lot of their multiplayer features, like, driven back. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's difficulties as a developer during COVID yeah. could potentially Maybe, be I mean, an issue there. But, like, it's, yeah. it's strange. I think the one thing... 
Yeah, and <laughs> you won't hear me say this very often, but the one thing Battlefield has going for it is that it launched with the Battlefield portal. Because like that allows pretty much anything and everything to happen in Battlefield, which I think is really, really cool. I mean, I haven't played it personally, but I've seen like all the breakdowns of it, like, you know, the different scenarios you can make in Portal. Like it is pretty much like it, it is a stripped version of Forge or custom game from Halo, but like it's it's done in such a way that it it's fresh to those players. Yeah. And like they're not like I maybe maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but I don't think Battlefield players are like have the same priorities as Halo players when it comes to content and in, in a game. Like mm. obviously I think when I think Battlefield player I think they're going to be expecting uh, high destructible environments um sort of sort of pushing innovation in terms of like large scale combat whereas people in Halo are looking for really really I, I suppose simple 4v4 experiences possibly more big team battle if you're big team battle is the most I think they've ever come to a large scale uh sort of combat bar uh, warzone firefight uh, or warzone and halo 5 um so like the priorities are different for those players um so i don't know i, I mean battlefield is a bit of a train wreck in fairness so i mean it's yeah. probably a poor <laughs> comparison but yeah, I, I think you can kind of get what i mean yeah um i'm just trying to think if there's anything more to touch on multiplayer or whether we should just jump straight into the campaign I think it's been done to death of a modest multiplayer. Like everyone has milked that cow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's great. Go play it, but then at the same time, like just yeah. I mean, it's a lot better now. If you're, if you're thinking of jumping, yeah. If you're thinking of jumping into it now, like you've got a much better chance of like you'll probably progress through the battle pass in no time at all. So, mm. um, I that being said, I mean, I would buy the battle pass. I think ten dollars is a reasonable amount to ask. I wouldn't spend any more money on it per season. Um again like sure it's free to play and i think one thing that actually on the free to play argument i think one thing that has people particularly miffed about the free to play thing is that most of the people aren't buying halo infinite anyways because it's on game pass so there's yeah. no real understanding that it is uh what, what I'm, what's the word i'm trying to look for like that mentality like of like i was going to spend 60 dollars on the game anyway yeah I'm getting it like free if, i may as well if it was if it was say the case that game pass didn't exist and all these people were going to spend 60 70 dollars on halo infinite and then they said okay the multiplayer is free you can play it you don't even have to have xbox live gold which you don't which i think is fantastic mm. um then people would be like oh this is kind of cool you know i can play the multiplayer see if i like the game a bit but i think the fact that it's on game pass and people are already spending that 12.99 a month or whatever the monthly fee is for different regions People are kind of saying, oh, well, I already pay this fee. Why am I not getting like premium content? And I think maybe it's something we've come to expect with Game Pass a little bit is to get like quality content on it because mm. we have like Forza Horizon 5 is a perfect example of that stuff like, um, I've got them blanking now, but we got like um, Back for Blood there in October as well. We got a load of really good. Oh, I wouldn't call Back for Blood quality myself. Well, <laughs> I, well, I say, well, I say, in terms of like the games that were hyped up very much, and then Halo, people were thinking, Age of Empires, Forza, uh, yeah. the Gunk just recently. Well, that's tomorrow, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, it's um, yeah. yeah. I I think maybe there's a difference in perspective now on it, and I think I know it's important to maybe think of it from the person who maybe you know, can't afford $12.99 a month or whatever and doesn't mm. want to pay that on Game Pass, you know, has maybe gotten the Series S because, you know, they want to get into games. Halo Infinite is probably the best thing because all they need is an internet connection. Yeah. Because they don't need to buy gold. They don't need to buy anything else. They can just hop in. Sure, a little bit annoying with the microtransactions, but 
I don't know. I can get over it for the sake of like more people playing it is what yeah. I could say. <sighs> I, yeah, I, I don't think I've any more thoughts on the on the <laughs> multiplayer. The campaign, however. Oh yeah. Should we start us off? Should we break it down by story or should we just say our overall thoughts first and then break it down? Well, I think we should probably say that anyone who hasn't played the campaign, there will be spoilers we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely right. spoilers. Yeah. Like this this episode is called a spoiler cast for a reason. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, um I think start wherever. Main feeling about the game. I feel it's just two different games. Yeah. I'm and very mixed on it. I like in terms of like story beats, I think they have done a wonderful job of piquing my curiosity about previous games, tying in everything quite well, and mm. then creating a story that essentially feels like Halo CE to me. Like in a in the best positive way I could say, how the story plays out feels a quite a bit like Halo CE. Yeah, I, I don't know if I get very much Halo CE vibes off it. Because I know the main argument for a lot of people, and maybe this is yours as well, I'm not sure, mm. but like, people have said like oh it's a halo's return to form sort of game and i think outside of like maybe the arcade and like ce aesthetic i, do, I don't really I, see it i don't think it's return to form i think the story is quite honestly the best it's ever been because it it for a mm. new player like it's perfect you you don't have to have a strong understanding of the game but well like, i mean I, I mean you say that cameron but you do need a really big understanding of previous entries in the halo I, series yeah yes and no like i think if this was your first game coming in like this mm. like as a story it's serviceable like not in a negative light but like it covers yeah, you yeah, in such a way that if this was the only Halo game you ever play you can understand the story by itself veteran I, yeah. players will have that those levels mm. of depth that goes down like to the point of the fans that read the books that consume everything Halo, they're gonna they're gonna be so engrossed in the world. Whereas in people play the games, it's gonna be like a midway point. I yeah. like I could quite confidently say to my girlfriend that doesn't really play first person shooters, play this, you'll enjoy it for the story. Yeah, I see. I'm a little bit on the other end because I think it. I think where it falls flat is like when the story hits, it hits really well. Hmm. But the problem for me is that. It's just so convoluted with the fact it's trying to explain stuff that has happened in previous games so much all the time to the point where, and I say this as like, obviously the weapon is involved as a story yeah. part of like a different element, but is very much like this, oh, hey, I don't know what's going on at all. <laughs> Please explain all of this to me, Master Chief or like the pilot. Like, it's just seems so hand-fisted. Like the one part at the beginning where she says, what's a banished i was like oh yeah that's some quality writing there you really <laughs> you really kind of masked that uh, it's i don't know i don't think it's the best halo game 343 have made i think the best halo story they've made is still halo 4 i think that's a phenomenal story and the gameplay wise i think it's the worst in the series that they've made because it's I'm funny just glad you that... didn't say five no 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 definitely not <laughs> i think i think halo 5 is probably uh one of the best I uh, know. I actually, it's not. Never mind. I, 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 gonna, I honestly think five is the best gameplay gameplay. I was gonna wise, say, but the in, worst story. Yeah, I was gonna say it was the best gameplay experience in campaign, but I then distinctly remember that three four three have a terrible um record of like making weapon ammo count so low 
in campaigns that it almost feels like you're scavenging for weapons 24 7. See, I've done... in Halo, well, in Halo 4, yeah. they tied the uh, they tied the max ammo count in weapons and campaign to the same in multiplayer, which are two like so polar opposite modes. Like, so if you pick mm. a BR, you'll survive maybe one encounter and then you've got to go scavenging for a plasma pistol. And they kind of changed that a little bit in Halo 5, but it was still the same. I uh, I feel 4 was worse. Hmm. And maybe it's just because I haven't really gone back to 5 and like I finished 5 and that was pretty much it. I didn't have to worry about lasso achievements or anything to worry about that level of like going over and over through the game. Yeah. Four, I like four. I just played like I think two months ago, and to me, everything is fine in terms of ammo, but it's worse than five. And then midnight's the like the final oh, yeah. mission of four is like scavenger central. I need to get oh, every. Yeah. I think they're. I think what Halo Five did was kind of place more random weapons around the place and made it a little bit better yeah and you know <laughs> i mean in halo 4 you i i hope you like the forerunner weapons because you're going to be using them a lot whether you want to or not um i i yeah i mean story-wise yeah i think halo 4 is still the best i mean i was never really at least when infinite started and they were like oh atriox is dead cortana's dead it's like i don't really care because like cortana has died before so any emotional resonance that would have of me has been already used and abused <laughs> that yeah. she came back in halo 5 so i was kind of like either she's not dead or she's just died and then that's it and then we learned later on that obviously she sacrificed herself in the hope of you know destroying atriox and like i don't know what the other stuff was stop what was it even to stop the harbinger i can't remember i I can't remember anything trying the Harbinger. I remember that... I think it was to stop him getting the control of the ring, wasn't it? All right. So between the events of Five and Infinite, we had basically Cortana's, Cortana's taken over essentially mm -hmm. most AI in the universe. Uh, she's hunting the Infinity down. The Infinity keeps them like slipstreaming through space just to avoid her. Uh, I think the books cover like a few of the spines pretty well on like how they managed to avoid her during that time. Yeah. Um, later on during the game, we find out that Atriox and her were having a bit of a, like a war among themselves because we find out Cortana had destroyed Atriox, her planet. Yeah. Oh, what's it called again? Hold on. I, I looked up the name before Yeah. starting. All right. Uh, so I, I'm going to start, I'm gonna start from yeah. the very start. So the very beginning of the game, the UN, UNSC Infinity's attacked. Um, essentially, Chief is grabbed, thrown overboard, and ends up drifting through space for like six months, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Is it that long? I don't know if it's six months. Oh, no, it must be. Yeah, it is six months. I think the yeah. pilot says it's six months. So pilot, um, pilot ends up, I think he falls on the windscreen or something. Parliament's picking him up. Well, no, he's, he's, he hears the enemy, like the friendly tag, and then he goes to like find out and he rubs off the screen, the window, and there's Chief, you know. I might give, the, I might be getting with the piano, the with the piano playing all. Oh, my God. Um, beautiful. But yeah, so he grabs him. He uses the electronics in the ship to basically jumpstart his suit. Hmm. Uh, Chief comes back alive. Then it's essentially taking down one of the banished ships yeah so pretty much the uh the banished ship had found the pelican so yep. it like 
I suppose tractor beamed them in for for lack of a better way where whatever that is referred to in the Halo universe. So Chief has to just pretty much blow it up and leave. Yeah. Typical Chief style, but like one thing on the Chief though, I think his dialogue in this game is fantastic. Yeah. I think it's really, really good. Like it is really indicative of who the Master Chief is. I think the one thing they've done with this game, which is really weird, is they've made the Master Chief almost more of a like a like a wise old soul as opposed yeah. to the old games where he used to be just like cool cheesy one-liners and granted he still has that but i don't know if you listen to the spotify <laughs> series the was it the silent agent or whatever it's called no that came I, out on the day when you when you said that though my first immediate thought was the the joke just like the sarcasm joke in the campaign yeah. is so <laughs> cringe yeah there's like but in that in the in the like spotify story which they've released alongside you know kind of to clearly add some mm. hype and context around halo halo infinite and like in that like you listen back to some like tapes of like people who have served alongside the master chief so like faux hammers in there uh is it oh i always say his name is chips ahoy but that's just not his name it's one of the marines i think from yeah. halo 3 or whatever but like there's all these like different bits about like oh the master chief saved me and like he like killed these jackals and saved my family and like he nodded at me and that made me feel seen and all this stuff and then like chief shows up like at near the end of that this is spoilers for this by the way but i think you should yeah. you could go and listen to it anyways it's still really good and he's like uh the, the main premise is that the the pilot of this ship is working for oni and their memory resets every seven hours and they can't um but they're really they have a photographic memory so they're really good at relaying intel to people so if they get caught and their memory wipes one of them, they can't tell anyone. Okay. Yeah. So this person is like meets then finally meets the master chief after not knowing who they were, and, and they were like, um, uh, the, the, she's like, oh my god, I'm gonna forget this code. How am I gonna forget this code? And and then chief's like, don't worry, you're a soldier. It's not what you make. It, it says some real inspirational quote yeah. or whatever, and it just seems like it seems really strange. It seems like a more mature chief, and I say that because he's probably like seventy canonically now. So like, it's just it seems so strange. But mm. I I I I quite like the the way they've gone for him in this game. Um, I like as somebody said in a, as a as the gamer review article or whatever it was, it said uh, Master Chief gets to portray some master grief, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and I think yeah, it's there's elements I think where I suppose emotion is almost forced, but there's some like when when there's just scenes between like the pilot and the chief, I think they're like the best scenes in the game. Like when I, he like reveals to him that he's not actually a pilot and he's an engineer. Like, I, I, that was genuinely surprising. Like, I, I was quite liked him. Though the only thing I wish were the pilot, like he felt really one dimensional as a character. Like he essentially oh, yeah. just felt like wine, 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 wine. Why aren't we leaving? Why aren't we leaving? Just like, can you just slow down for like two seconds, please? Um, the one thing I yeah the one thing I thought about that was like and maybe maybe this makes sense but like after he kind of says like oh, okay well I'm not this pilot and he like opens up to the chief and I th thought that was a really good scene like I was kind of mm -hmm. taken back because I was this was after playing like against those two boss fights and I was just like oh these spongy fucking enemies die like <laughs> and then I got to him and I was just like <sighs> sitting back like just fed up and just relaxed and then I was listening to this like oh this is actually good like oh god and I was listening to it and then afterwards like everything you hear after is like oh thank you so much for saving me chief it's just like all right we get it like see i'm a very like emotional person myself mm. but even i thought he was getting too sappy at times i was like come 
oh man, like be professional at least for a second. Like it, it's worrying that the weapon who is an AI has more character in this game than the pilot, in my opinion. I don't I don't know if that's true though. I mean the weapon the weapon I think spends more time chief, and that's gonna be obvious. Like I think the I think the pilot at least when he was kind of first shown, everyone was like, oh, this is some kind of I, cool I, side character like, that we'll get to know. I think like the stuff with his wife and daughter, like that's perfect on an emotional level. Mm. <laughs> but I just, I wish there was just like some different emotions throughout the game because just just that whiny voice <laughs> did my head in. Yeah. Like I was Actually, loving, thing, I was loving the cutscenes, but... Yeah. Yeah. One thing I noticed after finishing the campaign, actually, or at least the main story campaign was like, um, so obviously, like, you know, the pilot goes through this thing. He's like, oh, hate this. I'm not going to help you out. Oh, fine. What do you need or whatever? And then like at the end, he's like, oh, come on, let's do this. Let's beat the harbinger or whatever. And then you beat that. But if you go back to the beginning segments, because I went back to get some of the, like the audio logs and all that. Yeah. And when I was trying to requisition in like a wasp or something, if you're back in that beginning area, he'll be like, oh, you must be crazy if you think I'm going out there. I'm not going to help you. So it was like really tonally inconsistent because he went back <laughs> to being square one afterwards. And I was just like, surely that's such an oversight. Like, how did they miss that? And, you know, this will go into a broader point as I go on as I think, you know, the game should have spent a lot more time in the in the drawing room because yeah. it just, there's just so much elements of it that seem really unfinished. Um, And this, I, I say this as someone who, granted had a lot of hype leading up to this i mean you would too if you were waiting mm. six years for a mainline franchise entry in like any of your favorite games uh, i say that to the viewer not to you cameron but like yeah, it's i 100 agree though yeah and it's just like i went into it and i was like like this game like you know you know when something hits your nostalgia fields or whatever i didn't get that with infinite i don't know why I kind of went, like, after my first experience of playing it, like, I played for about two and a half hours, and I just switched off, because I was like, oh, I'm not really, like, there was no incentive for me to keep going. Like, Resident Evil Village, I have no connection to that franchise at all, but I completed a one sitting. I was just sitting there engrossed in it. Um, and then with, with Halo Infinite, I couldn't, like, step away from it quicker, because it was just like, I need to get away for a second. I Like, in my head, I think it's good, but at the same time, I'm really disappointed in it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um... I, I, this is probably where I'm drawing my comparison to Halo CE. Not just like story feels very similar in terms of story mm. beats to me, except for the exception of, well, I guess like the flood and the endless in such a way, because like, I mean, as soon as you hear about the endless, it's kind of clear where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, there's so many different places i want to take this all right i might i might take it the first two missions of the game as an introduction are amazing mm. like i love getting thrown into that to me feels like classic halo um in terms of like those tight kind of corridor kind of missions and mm. the reason i compare it to halo c is i love the start missions of halo c up until truth and wreck i yeah. absolutely hate the middle of halo c because everything feels like Level design in the middle of Halo CE is terrible to me. And oh, I, yeah. And I think that the problem with Halo Infinite is if they should have, like, if they plan to do open world, it should have been a separate component. It should have been, like, a DLC add-on or something completely different from the main game. Mm -hmm. Still have that open sandbox but closed-in kind of experience. But correct me if I'm wrong, Halo Infinite feels like, to me, Really good story bit, really good story bit for the 
first emissions. Middle campaign, which is essentially go to point A, go to point B, go to point C, go to point D, do all this stuff to activate stuff on the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, then you start getting to the closed missions again, and then the rest of the end of the campaign is amazing. Yeah. I like yeah. I just want that fat in the middle cut out. Yeah. It, it, it's when it opens up, really. Um, yeah. And I, I am actually, this would be interesting because I'm of the opposite opinion because I think the open parts of Halo are the best parts of it. Um, and I say that for the reason of like the linear confined elements of Halo, I think have been done. And I'm kind of like, I've had enough of that personally. I know okay. a lot of people like can play it for, for days. Like, and obviously that's what they were banking on as well. Grant, I, I do say that with the, the, the final act of the main campaign is, is great. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the boss fights are terrible, but I'll get onto that in a bit. But like the, <laughs> the why did I, I do legendary the first time? Like why? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, when the game opens up there's so like the best encounters you have in this game are the ones where you just stumble across enemies and like groups of the banished or when you go to like uh, i think obviously it, it suffers from the element of like here go to point a go to point b so you're never really exploring and i hate that about open world games and it's something i've actively tried to restrict myself from doing by either turning off waypoints in games like that because i want to explore the scenery I want to explore the world I'm in, especially if it's a Halo game and it's on a Halo rig. You want to just walk around and find all the nooks and crannies. I would have been fine with it if that was the entire game. Like, I don't like that mix. Like, if you're going to make essentially a Far Cry game, make it a Far Cry game. Don't do the half effort of... Like, I I honestly think you could cut four of the missions out of of the campaign and it'll be exactly the same. Yeah. There'll be, like, Like, no difference in story. Nothing will be lost soon as I got to that point where you're, uh, what's the laser, like that mining site? I'm trying to oh, yeah. Like I, I lost interest. I'm like, why am I doing this? It's way too big. Like I'm yeah. really not having fun here. Yeah, there's definitely, I think the game gets a lot, like obviously the grapple hook makes it better, but the game can at times feel too big if you don't have a vehicle. Yeah. Um, and then if you don't have like, marine ai alongside this is a game that i genuinely feel in six months time if i go to play this co-op will be such a blast like i will love it when it's co-op but for the moment like when i'm playing it i kind of feel like there's a lot of empty space Uh, and this is the problem i had with it is that the open world it's really ambitious and great but it's really bland like it's really really generic and kind of almost copy paste style stuff i'm Um, I'm really hoping this is like one of those games that gets kind of like a sea of thieves treatment it's essentially so I, yeah. they've they've built the world. We're just gonna fill it after. Yeah, the base is great, but it's just like the one thing. Maybe I'm at being a little annoyed because it's not graphics aren't something I normally focus on at all in games. But there's so much pop in in this open world. It's just ridiculous. Like if you go into a wasp at all, the amount of times you'll just see trees pop in to the game. It's just I don't know, and it just feels. It You're just running feels on a unfinished. series, yeah. Yeah, on the Series X, like it feels unfinished in that element. And I just, I don't know what it is. Now, granted, maybe it's because I'm playing in performance, uh, not performance, sorry, in um, in quality. So yeah. maybe that's why there's pop in. But I mean, I couldn't find a way to change quality to performance in the game. I tried changing it on multiple occasions. I don't know if it's something to do with HDR or whatever, but. Um, I don't know, because it definitely has the option at the start, right? I think. I yeah, but when I was playing mid game, I couldn't change it, which was. And sometimes in most games, you'll be allowed to just do that, but you'll have to restart and that's fine. But 
Yeah, the open world stuff, the best parts are when you just kind of come across random groups of the banished. I think the the side quest stuff, it leaves a lot to be desired. Some of the marine rescue encounters are quite cool. They feel kind of very peak Halo, sort of like here's the chief to save the day stuff, and I like that. It's it's fine, but I felt like it was more of a post-campaign like chore list Mm. to do. Like, I still enjoyed it, but it broke... To me, the one thing that is unforgivable in gaming is breaking the flow of like a good campaign. And I yeah. think that's my main problem with it. Well, the only reason I ever saw myself deviating from the path was either one, it was on the way to another point I was going to, or yeah. two, I needed to get those upgrade points because it makes the game infinitely more easily. Uh, this was lack of a better word, yeah, infinite times more easy. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, it's it's really, again, I can't put my my finger down this because on one hand i love it and one hand i hate it and then in this weird middle it's kind of like my actual opinion of it and it's yeah. it's probably something i come back into a month's time and i'd be like oh this is great why did i ever hate this and it might be because it's just so fresh and new that i'm kind of it's the most different halo game we've gotten though yeah. and i know people say like it's a kind of big callback to halo c and i suppose it, yeah in elements it is and i agree with that but it is the most different gameplay wise we have ever gotten in a halo game and i'm perfectly fine with that i'm not one of the halo puritans that like everything that comes after 2007 needs to be like halo 3 that'd be ridiculous but the only I think... the honest only problem i've ever had with gameplay is as soon as you finish the campaign you know you know me i like i i'm not a speed runner but anything that like makes me feel faster in the game i'll abuse so essentially yeah. those tight car- corridors it was grapple 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 yeah, swap, yeah. To, swap to multiplayer I don't have a grapple hook straight away. So I'm just like, I just got that mental trigger to press it. And I'm like, oh, just disappointed. Yeah. I've heard a few people say that as well. Yeah. The, okay. Um, okay. The yeah. one request I have for a custom game is an all graph by like just using grapples, like yeah. grapples and pistols. That's all <laughs> I want. I mean, you can do that now. You can, can you? put that in any of them. Yeah. Well, there's custom games available. Okay, I, need to mess, I need to mess with grapples and see if I can. <laughs> I think, um, what else do I have to I want to say about it? Yeah, the pop-in I've mentioned. The music. I need to touch on the music. It's so muted. Like, where is it gone? Like, I, like, I add parts in the game. I, the only bit of music I vividly remember is the stuff in cutscenes where you get the traditional, like the Halo yeah. theme. You get that. The soundtrack to this game is really, really good. Like probably one of the best Halo soundtracks we've had in years. And I say that as someone who loves all of the Halo soundtracks. Like I've listened to it in isolation on so many times, but the implementation of the soundtrack into this campaign is terrible. You never hear it. It's so Mm. low. And this is someone who turned down every other setting bar music to try and hear it. You're 100% right though. Like the only time I remember, I think is like using the Scorpion up on the road mission. And you have the da 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 da, yeah, like Halo theme. <clears throat> it's the only time I can remember any music other than like the really sullen tones during like story beats and that. But mm. to me, but it doesn't like, really stick out that much. Because I remember one of my like one bit that really got like the one thing that really gets me is like the there's a theme on the track on like the soundtrack called Endless, which is like the um, it's like the recurring sort of like eerie choir theme you'll hear throughout Infinite if you're playing it like any time. Yeah. And like you, the, the one bit I loved about the game was when you're going around, you're finding all the dead Spartans who've been killed by uh, the different members of the banished. And it's like, 
yeah how and did you, you feel how how did you feel about those spartans as well how do you mean like just like as, like just throw characters, characters or... yeah I, th- I thought it was a fine plot instrument to show like sort of the severity of the banished and like how kind of overwhelming they are on Spartans. I think that's fine. I personally don't have a huge, at least from someone who's played the previous games, I've never had a huge um, sort of respect for the Spartan forwards anyways, because they don't seem like the most threatening Spartans out yeah. of when you compare them to the twos and threes. But as, as a good way of instilling like the sort of the capabilities of the banished, I think they're fine. I think it would have been cooler if they were all killed by that Spartan killer guy, Jake or whatever. And then there yeah. was a lot more weight going into that fight at the end, but I could see why they chose to have different members of the banished kill them. Like that, um, that stuff didn't really like pass. Like I was just like, it's just a throw away for a, for an ability to upgrade. Like I, I was kind of hoping like one notable character from the major games previously, whether it be Buck, whether it be like, Seth but it would have been interesting if even it was the ones from Spartan ops. Yeah, just have so, like have one big one that's like oh, somewhat notable Spartan and be like, that was the last one. Because that's the one thing Spartan Ops fans need is for another um, main line character to be killed. To hear Cortana uh, took out the UNSC station though with 50 Spartans on it. That was, yeah. The, the scenes with, in fairness, the best story beat scenes in this game are the, like, the confrontations between Cortana and Atriox. Yeah. in those holograms like they're really good when she destroys this home world you're kind of like oh shit she blew up an entire planet you know you know star wars style but like you know it's just it is like it adds a lot of complexity to that character that's a character we've like i mean we always heard stuff in halo 5 like cortana was kind of like um she's gonna take over the world but for the most part halo 5's campaign was like oh no chief why don't you love me and then like just like blowing up shit or like you know shooting the mps of people and it was like okay that's I can get it. It's it's pretty big. I'm interested to see what happens. But actually, seeing the implications of that in this game, I think felt a lot more like seeing just those few examples cut a lot more deep than anything that had Halo that Halo Five had. Like, I'm glad um, that they didn't retcon Five. Like, I think they oh, did yeah. the best possible work they could with do a Five, like to implement that story into the game. I mean, in fact, the way they've handled some of the story elements from Halo 5 is terrible. Like, the way they just got rid of Blue Team, which is pretty much just you okay, find yeah, it through that... an audio log. It's like, oh, Chief needs to do this on his own. It's like, why does he need to do it on his own? There is no reason no, for him to... Wasn't it, like, wasn't Halsey basically said, like, if you can't do it, I'll get locked to do it. And then Chief volunteered saying, like, no, this is my mess to clean up. Yeah, but then, like, when it... but when no, it I'm interested to, that, to know just... where they're going. <laughs> They just get rid of Blue Team. They're like, oh, we've sent them on another mission. Fantastic, Lasky. Nice one. Like, that's great. And then, I don't is Locke dead? Is, is he alive? I, I don't. That, that's the, the major thing after this, like, after I finished the campaign is, like, I want to actually know what happened to him after five. Hmm. Like, there is, so there is, like, the main three for me is I want to know where Locke is. I want to know where Buck is. And I want to know where um, Sarah Palmer is. Those are the main yeah. three I care about. Um, I think, yeah, I think so. that there was hints of like having Campbell DLC at some stage, so I presume they'll show that off. I remember someone saying there was going to, I remember a leak, or I suppose leak, I suppose tease ages ago was mm. that they'd have a, an Osiris campaign DLC and I would really like that. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty good. The one thing I'm always annoyed about is the fact that like, as someone who's a big Arbiter fan, it's just like... <laughs> He's like, he's showing at the end of five, meeting up with Chief. He's like, oh shit, here it goes. They're going to see each other. Cuts to black. 
And then we don't hear anything about it in this game. And the only reference to it is in one of the books where it's just like, they just sat beside each other and said nothing. And I was like, fuck you. Like, no, they didn't. I want to know more. <laughs> it's just, um, was it, wasn't it just like, uh, like I was trying to read as much of the in-between as I could. And yeah, it was essentially just like, Hey, how you been? Yeah. Good. Cool. But like, gotcha. this is not an instrumental problem in the Halo series at the moment. Particularly, like, you never had this problem with the Bungie games where it was like, oh, you didn't read six of these books. Guess you won't know what's happening in this game. And it's just like, this happened in Halo 5. And I'm just so surprised that they haven't learned from that. It's like, oh, here's all these lore books. Like everything you wanted to know about Osiris, I think Bartanaka was in like books beforehand. And you could, or even that TV show they had with Locke. And I was going to say, wait until the TV show comes out. We'll have more to try and catch up on. Oh, you gonna get a Paramount? You gonna get a Paramount Plus subscription? I don't think so. Not the, not the way that show is looking at the moment. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be delving out the money. But it, it feels weird because, like, when I saw the um the trailer TV show, I'm like, I'm interested, but this is like the best worst looking CGI I've ever seen. Yeah, it. I my sort of opinion of it was that it doesn't look bad enough for it to be a student film but doesn't look good enough to be like a full production yeah and i just <laughs> i know it looks like something corridor digital would make <laughs> and they they probably make something better i don't know if you mm. know they are they're like these yeah, 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 yeah. They're, um essentially the big CGI guys yeah essentially the same as um oh freddie wong. oh freddie wong what yeah. a throwback yeah <laughs> but um yeah, no, sorry, this is deviating from the point. And I want to push back very quickly to music because I do want to finish off by saying it's like there's some really annoying elements in the game because one of the scenes that really got me hit with the music was that endless theme plays when you pick up one of the the dead Spartans um, upgrades. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's this Spartan who does. And it's like, that music hits so well. And then you pick up the, the tokens now and you get the upgrade. And for some reason, I don't know if it's something in the scripting of the game or whatever, but the music cuts and then it's just pure silence and it feels really abrupt and it kind of ripped me out of the moment when I was playing that. I was like, mm. the music was just starting to make me actually feel something. And that's that's as someone who, for the most part, you know, you can have good dialogue and good like um, and good story. But the thing that will always get me invested in it is the music because I think that's a like a core factor. That is almost more important than words in some cases. Um, and then obviously you have the case in like Halo 4 where the end of that game requires no music because it's such a dramatic setting for Cortana to then go off and die. But I, it's just like, yeah. I agree so much with that. And it really makes me pissed off because the major thing for 2021 gaming for me has been, there's been so many audio issues. Yeah. Whether it be, I've been, I've had Halo Infinite, I've had Control DLC essentially be muted hmm. because just entire audio like conversations wouldn't load uh mm. even to the extent where audio was looping it really just destroys all immersion in a video game yeah i think um it is really difficult because in fairness the the actual audio in the game is solid like it's mm. really good like audio design is fantastic i think the weapons sound a little bit weak they could be a little bit more beefy but that's a personal preference so i mean they've done a good job Sorry, they've done a good job on their end, but the music is something I'm really disappointed with because that soundtrack is phenomenal. And whoever Matt, whoever like keyed it in or like, you know, had to implement it into the game did a really poor job, at least giving it its weight and its value. And I'm quite yeah. sad about that. Like the composers um, did a really good job, but like the sound tech putting there it is, in, yeah. There is no point 
in this game where you get that sense of like warthog run-esque style halo stuff you know like you don't have mm. the team like really overpowering everything and kind of or even when you pick up a scorpion as you said like it's there for a second but it's it feels either undeserved or not it's not there long enough to warrant you know being well, that important the road was the only mission that really felt like like one of my favorite things in like particularly halo 3 and halo 3 odst is the annual and deja vu achievements like the vidmaster mm. challenges because i don't think i've had any more of a fun experience than doing the like the four ghosts like you know the achievement i'm talking about yeah four yeah, yeah. four co-op ghosts uh iron skull on it's just so fun to do co-op and i could mm. just see the same thing being done with the road yeah, yeah but it's the only time in the campaign that i felt like that big like it's big, but it feels fun. Hmm. Everything else felt like everything in like open space kind of felt big, but I'm just grappling from one point to another. I'm just going A to B. Yeah. I, I The one thing I think that ripped a bit of the fun out for me was a lot of the weapons have been severely neutered in this game. Like rocket launchers, for some reason, aren't one hit kills on enemies with shields as much now. Yeah. Like there's a load of elites that I've point blank shot with a rocket launcher. It's like, oh, their shields are down. Now they're vulnerable <laughs> to melee. What do you mean they're vulnerable? I could have just unloaded an assault rifle into them and would have gotten the same result. And it's just like the ones I hate the most, though, the worst ones are those brutes like with the, the chieftains. It's like yeah. they're the most ridiculous. Like it's so bad. And the one thing in Halo, at least in fairness, is that they've never had spongy enemies like that. There's always been, I suppose points of interest that you focus on in halo games whether it be sort of the vulnerable parts of the the mm. forerunners in the previous games like the sort of the side elements of the knights or the sort of the the red elements of the i don't know what the regular promethean foot soldiers were called i think it's just soldiers um yeah. and then in previous games you know you'd have your stuff like oh if you you know you shoot them shoot an elite in the head you with one shot you can take the shield with one shot the sniper it's like it's yeah that makes a lot of sense i like this and there's elements of that where like you know you have your plasma weapons and you're taking down shields and all feels dandy and then these chieftains come out of nowhere with don't even have shields they just have a load of armor and even when you like like i think it's four sniper shots to the head on some of the chieftains on heroic and it's just like it just feels like it's, it's destiny it's level stuff. like yeah it doesn't feel fun it doesn't feel rewarding like a good a good uh, like um and it's but maybe it's made up for the fact that power weapons are so prevalent in halo infinite like you can mm. find a rocket launcher just randomly on the ground but i don't know if that's worth it to be honest like the elements especially if you do any of the side missions with the optional bosses or the optional like uh, yeah. whatever leaders of different packs it's like the main challenge in that is just getting their shields down like it's the shields that are the biggest problem they're just way too beefy um on, I mean, on legendary i essentially had to like I, uh, I think it's like the 10th mission in the room where you got the two in front of you. And it's yeah. like near impossible. You just have to duck and hope for the entire yeah, time and same. really break up the design of the game. Yeah, it's it's really, um, it's just it's such a strange way of doing it. I, I don't know why they decided to do that because that is probably, like I thought the way they handled enemy combat in five was fine, I want to say. I think it was think fine the- because you had the, the co-op like yeah even a solo player had the co-op of the ai which look wasn't great but it was serviceable the one thing i say is the hunters are like i don't know what they've done to the hunters you almost have to face them head on now you can't get behind them 
Mm. I don't know if that was just a me problem. I've I, the amount of times I went up, you know, the traditional style of, you know, the dance with the hunter, you know, you kind of go up, he like throws a shield up and you go around him. That doesn't happen in this game. And I don't, they... at least it doesn't happen as much. And then the problem as well is that the hunter cannon isn't just like, you know, the single shot one. It's yeah. this like sometimes they like whip out this fucking machine gun style thing and just go ham at you. And you're just like, what's going on? And it, a lot of the times my deaths felt like, how am I meant to get away from that? Like, how how is this a fair battle in any way, shape, or form? I don't, like, the balancing is seemed strange. I don't know how it feels like on lower difficulties, but I know that like I don't think there's any cases in the campaign where the hunters aren't paired. I think every uh, single encounter they have at least two. Oh yeah, no, they're always pair encounters, the hunters. Yeah. The second one going berserker on legendary. Like I Oh, don't... they do that in heroic as well. Yeah. I think that's a general I, thing. And in... I don't think I've ever seen them in any of the other Halo games go that crazy. No. I think it's I just again, they really do as well feel really bullet spongy because even in previous Halos, if you had a rocket launcher and you shot at them head on, mm-hmm. maybe get one or two shots and they'd be down. But I like, think Benita- yeah. I think they're weaker. But I think it's just the removal of that weak point that makes it feel like, and I'm not saying like, that that's a good balance. I'm, it feels yeah. very weird. But do you remember uh, you, the one part of the game that I absolutely despise is, you know, when you get to the near the end of the game and there's the, oh, defend against these waves of Covenant. Mm. Oh, it's just like, what? like The training feel, facility kind of. I think that's the most lazy implementation of a fight sequence ever. Yeah. I, and I'm like, I genuine i generally don't mind stuff like this if it's earned but i just when those hunters came out it didn't feel like a cha- it didn't feel like a challenge it felt more so like just potluck because it was just very much me having to run over to uh the different sort of brute snipers that were like struggling to get their ammo for a spiker or not mm. a spiker a skewer and then trying to headshot those um headshot the hunters because you can't get behind them it's impossible yeah uh, and the amount of times i died in that area and i was just like i don't want to restart this bit again it's boring it's repetitive it's like it's pretty much just a game of luck at that stage there's no challenge to the halo formula by standing in one spot and shooting people with a sniper it is never appealed to me it felt mm-hmm. like generally that that element of the game felt like a fan-made mod like that felt like something that would be put in in a fan-made game, and I didn't feel like it was a proper like. I, I feel like it's know. like their take on a hard mode, like yeah. as a campaign. Mission. It was the most like, and uh, maybe maybe this is me reading Halo wrong, but it was the most like comically evil thing. It's like, ooh, let me throw all my forces <laughs> at you, mohaha! And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is. I can take one or two of these ways, and then when you finish the first room, what's on the next side? another fucking room that you have to do again why are you throwing another one at me i don't want this this is boring this is not engaging gameplay this isn't a challenge this is just poor level design and boring combat um i would i would have much rather like for like probably a quarter of the size of that room have those kind of battles but then just try and push through the rooms going forward yeah i I feel like that would have been better level level design i would have loved and this is something that was done in black ops cold war is where you kind of find a similar style like training facility as you and it's yeah it's so really stupid but it's just like in this russian base and you find this like mock-up of like an american town and they're all like training and you like interrupt that training and then there's an actual firefight i think that would have been cool if you just mm-hmm. walked in and they were like all training on this like formations or whatever and you just go and chuck a grenade at a few of them and it's like okay make your way through this room that would have been cooler but this yeah. like thing of like ooh, stock up spartan on all these like 
place where it was really just a way of like, oh, let's just have the player try and use as many weapons as they want. And like, as someone who's played Halo games, and like, that never appeals to me. Maybe if I was like seven or eight years old, I would be like, oh, look at all these weapons. Let me have a fun on them. See, that doesn't appeal I, to me. That's a firefight thing, if I'm honest. Yeah, I enjoy it only because like I, like I've played that much Halo now that I'm kind of used to every single weapon that gets thrown at me. Like yeah. obviously, if I, as long as I have a plasma and a VR Magnum, whatever, as long as I can do that noob combo, I'm usually happy. But like yeah. Halo Four really forced me to change my weapons up and. I would much rather them go like, this is the only weapon you're using in this room rather than give me every single option of the sun. Yeah. Like if they're going to do it, like force you to, to change your tactics up a little bit. Um, I must admit, like I want to, I want to slide in there somewhere too. When you first get the weapon hearing the, like, it's just dust and echoes. I was like, yeah, good old mate, dust and echoes. He made it free. After all these years, he's still in. <laughs> That's what I did as well, yeah. They say um, it twice as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like really weird the second time. Um, I feel like we haven't even really touched on like all the story too. Um, we haven't even mentioned the Harbinger. So. so there's, yeah. So obviously like the weapon comes about, we spend so much time on Zeta Halo just doing meaningless stuff to me. Hmm. Um. There's some story beats like uh, so Echo 216 or the pilots um, essentially being a coward for most of the game and then finally getting some bravery about him. Hmm. Uh, most of the second third of the game is essentially revealing that the weapon is a clone of Cortana. Yeah, now, which I mean I, was fairly obvious. Yeah, very fairly obvious. I must say though, the whole game how she smiles is really unsettling to me. It is. It is. I think someone compared it again to Mass Effect Andromeda levels of facial animation. I didn't mind it too much because it's weird that it's only her as well. Like mm. The pilot doesn't have that same like element of like sort of sort of unrealistic, uncanny. Sorry, not unrealistic, like uncanny, just like scarily, like almost anime style expression. Yeah. Like, it's just like that I little mean, curve in the upper lip on the side that is just like yeah i don't know if they're trying to like suggest it looks like she's doing, doing that thing or... whenever were you ever whenever you're younger and like someone would be like oh look i can like pull my lip up with an invisible string thing was that ever a thing you heard of i mean it makes sense but <laughs> <laughs> no, really. maybe that's an irish thing i don't know but like that used to always be thinking they'd like pretend to pull it up and that'd be the way and i that's all i thought about whenever i saw that and i was like just like what's going on here like i don't know I it's the, the good old uh the Simpsons Halloween special where Flanders takes over and yeah. they're all um yeah. I don't I'm kind of I don't know how I feel about her. I think it's I feel like it's a dumbed down version of Cortana. And yeah. I think the one thing about Cortana that was always great was that she was like this hyper intelligent being and that she could survive well on her own without Master Chief. And the fact that the weapon is kind of like just the weapon can surely do that, but it's just, mm. I don't know, the way it's implemented, it's like, oh, look at me, I'm silly and dumb. And that maybe that doesn't appeal to me anymore in games. I, I don't really feel that as much. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I would definitely say Cortana in this game, like, just for those story beats is amazing. Like, nothing short of amazing. Mm. And I was definitely really interested when it came to, I think it's like the second or the third last mission, 
when you're seeing those holograms of her talking with Atriox. Like that whole level was just amazing to me. If it was a brand new AI, I would have been fine. And I get why they obviously had to mimic Cortana. But I don't know, my my whole sort of thought on this, and maybe I'd be interested to hear what you think, and maybe I've gotten this completely wrong, but I kind of feel like it almost undoes all the sort of the heart that the that Halo 4's ending had. And then kind of like the whole the whole like let's let's think about it. the whole sort of reclaimer saga has been kind of chief coming to terms with the fact that Cortana's gone and he has to move on. Yeah. And it's kind of like at the end of this game, it's kind of like, yeah, she's dead, but like here's like 2.0. You you don't really have to move on. Here's a, like an everlasting image or memory of her that is going to pretty much be the same person, but not. And I I don't know, maybe there's a kind of I don't know, to me that seems like it's he, like he didn't really process the grief he had yeah or losing her it's almost like here's the replacement uh and you'll be fine i i don't know i don't like that i would have preferred if he went on and like was just himself and he was like okay i'm happy now i've i've figured out what happened here let's go or if the weapon was a completely different ai that would have been fine as well but it's the fact that it's the same person and at the end where she's like Oh, I what what do we call you? Or I was like, I think I have a name, and I swear if that name is Cortana, I'm gonna be like, what it is was, the point of this? IGN did like a really good one of like possibilities of what it could be, and there was like, um, I'm trying to think what it was now. Dustin Echoes. <laughs> um, oh geez, what was it? I don't know if it was IGN or somebody else. Um, I should mm. say the weapon's name. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly browse for it, but um, like one of the creators had like three different projects they worked on prior, and I'm yeah. pretty sure the second one was Cortuna, which obviously got changed to Cortana. Yeah. Um, but the their guess was it was going to be the third project that he did, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but um, yeah, it'll come I, to no, me straight I, after this episode. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I, I just want to pre preface at the moment. Like my my thought process is that I don't like this because I feel like it betrays kind of the character that we've been leading up to, and it kind of almost betrays the element of. But like the whole point was that you know you kind of you deal with grief and you kind of move on and become a better person and you accept it. Whereas it doesn't feel like he's accepted it. Like yeah, mm-hmm. maybe in some element he's like on the surface accepted it, but deep down he kind of still views the. The weapon as cortana because like there's elements in the game where like he calls her cortana by accident yeah and like i thought oh that's really like i like that that's a, an element for this because it's like look he's now like forgetting like he's, he's forgetting that it's not her and like this is obviously bringing up some trauma for him i know how original male character with trauma in a video game i know but like it's like i i think it's really really i thought it was really really well done that point and the ending feels a little bit cheap in that sense now I'm going to say this first of all, I may go back and find out something that I completely forgot and then this completely changed my mind. So this is preliminary thoughts. So I don't know there probably is something there that I've missed and maybe if somebody has thoughts, I'd love to hear them. But yeah, no, that's that's my kind of takeaway of it at the moment. Uh, what else was going to add to that? There's also the other guy, the uh, other banished, um, everyone has his name, Eshabon or? Eshram, yeah. Eshram. I, I quite found his stuff interesting, even though it did feel a bit like similar to Atriox. Yeah. Like I, I feel like the Banish only served one purpose and 
like I get it, but at the same time, like I kind of wish that they had well, more they are diversity. The they're the Covenant in red, like pretty much is what they yeah. are. I, I, um, I kind of just wish each major Banished member had like a different, like a little bit of different storyline behind them rather than just being like, we were suppressed by the um, Covenant, we overtook them and we're, you know, we're just going to be a surviving faction. Yeah. They're just I, um, dimensional. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, Eshram is a weird one. Again, another boss fight I did not enjoy. Um, surprise, I, I honestly think, look, I, I didn't enjoy the boss fight, but I think his boss fight was the most interesting out of the game. I I would disagree. I think the the monitor has the best boss fight. Because there's actual, in fact, okay, hear me out. There's elements to his boss fight that make sense, right? Yeah. He goes, you take off his four wings and then you shoot him, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Weak points to aim for. The rest of the boss fights are just, oh, big okay. shield, hit him wherever. Yes. And throw but a fusion coil, oh, the, which just so happens to have 10 in the corner here for you to throw at. I will agree with you for the first version of his boss fight. The second one, God, no. That like little robotic suit that he has, like, oh, just why? Do you remember like the second boss fight where he's just like basically a metal suit? Yeah, that was annoying. Um, but yeah, it just seemed lazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Hold on, I need to check something. Something's buzzing here. Give me a second. <laughs> <coughs> um, other than that, I'm just trying to. Uh... Something's buzzing. It's my fucking fridge. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yes. what is this? It's so loud. I was like, what is that noise? Um, <laughs> Sorry, there's going to have to be some editing on your part. <laughs> no, 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 no. Matt, okay, just as a little bit of a spoiler for everybody who hasn't worked this out already, Matt doesn't want any Halo Infinite spoilers. Matt also edits the podcast. All this is getting left in. Beautiful. I do too many graphics to start learning how to edit. That's I've fair. offered before, but... <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's fine. Um, there's yeah, there's so many elements to this game as well. Like, all right, let's let's go through the boss battles because. Oh yes, please. <laughs> on easy, I love the boss battles. On legendary, I fucking hated the boss battles. Mm. I played them on heroic, so that'll be my only base to it. I think all of them are the same, bar the monitor. Like, yeah, I'd say maybe the harbinger is uh, the harbinger is really underwhelming. Not, um, not on legendary. No, it's not the harbinger that's the problem on legendary. It's the, the it's, forces it's that, she throws at you. It's that chieftain. That fucking chieftain. What is he eating that he's sprinting so quickly? He just like so, I did, <laughs> my entire time was spent grappling away from him for my shields to come back up, and then all I see is like the dot from go from here all the way to here on my screen, like right. 0.5 flat. That's you saying both the chieftain, like it's just so the morning of the game awards, the game awards were meant to be 12 o'clock, and I had massive plan to like, all right, probably gonna jump off Halo at like 11:30. I'm gonna start streaming, we're just gonna watch the game awards, you know, have some live reactions go from it from that, yeah. So here I am about, I think like 10.45, I start the uh, Harbinger boss battle. I clear out everything except for the Chieftain and the Harbinger, like on the second wave. Nice. The first wave is pretty good on Legendary. I then proceed to die no less than 50 times to the Chieftain, just because he is a <laughs> massive bullet sponge. 
And then I finally like work out a method just like, all right, cool. I need to use those, uh, it's the Sentinel beams. I need to yeah. use the Sentinel beam, basically just headshot rim, uh, him with it, then just start smacking into the Harbinger and then it's pretty much game over. Like I'm done. Mm. It then proceeds to every like third time killing the Chieftain. No checkpoint saves because why would it? Do the Harbinger, and the Harbinger at that point is a one-shot kill. Yeah. Like, it's like if you get hit by one of those blue grenade laser thingies, whatever they are, oh yeah, you're done for. <laughs> so essentially, that was rinse and repeat for two hours. Mm. To the which point, I, was, I like stayed on my computer. I'm like, it's 12:45. I'm probably not going to be streaming the game awards now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No. I was. I was so. Um, like it was a it was an interesting boss battle but like man they needed to fix some checkpointing in this game mm. and For uh, sure. like just to have like boss segments like that like i'm very proud of the first boss battle in the game because i died like 20 times just trying to get used to it yeah. and like i i was expecting that going in on legendary my first run through um but it's like weird at the same time because you go from like a very easy campaign level to a very difficult boss battle. Mm. Like the, the boss battles were the only thing that like gave me pause in the game. Yeah, the campaign bits up until I think the, the I think when this game is at its worst, it's when you're fighting the Sentinels. Um, because they seem like those sections are literally mm. just corridors on top of corridors of just shooting at rad sentinels that come out of the walls and I felt that was really boring and in terms of design, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think just at that stage, it just felt so like we had been treated to this open world that promised mm. this level of possibility to go out and just fight whoever, right? And that's great. And then you go into this like hyper linear focused corridors, uh, like you know, very like it's even joked at that they look repetitive. Like when, when you're going in there, like the weapon is like oh, this looks exactly how you'd expect it to. It's like, oh, that's a great guy. Yeah, why would you then repeat? Why, why would you then proceed to go and do that? Like, it's just, you know, pointing I, out that something is bad doesn't mean that you can just get away with doing yeah. it. Yeah, like, it's, it's weird too, because like the first two levels of the campaign are amazing as platforming as well. Mm. The end, second half of the game, like open world, I can kind of excuse because you can, like there's some interesting stuff like around the skulls and that that you'll like I'm not sure if you've gone for any of the skulls yet. No, not yet. But there's like invisible leads, that kind of stuff that's really interesting to do with. Um oh, no. but then I like the, I want to know. towards the end of the campaign, it's just like very like th those really good platforming bits of the first two missions are gone. And like it is all sentinels, and it's just like like the one thing that really frustrated me in the game was like whenever I came across a power seed. Because oh, I'm like, yeah. why? Like, is this your is this our definition of level design in 2021? To well, like the power seed stuff was, yeah. Like the, the worst one is when you're getting a lift and you need to get three power seeds. So it's like walk into room A, fight a few mm -hmm. enemies, get the power seed, do the same thing on the right hand side and the same thing behind you, and then we're good to go. And it's just like it's it's forced. It's force. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's force stagnation and progression. Yeah. Like there's no like, it's it's very 
control uh, control c control v sort of yeah. stuff here like copy paste and give me um give me like a grave mind you've played grave mind in halo 2 yeah give me that kind of mission like give me mm. like i know that is difficult as all hell and like one of the worst missions in all of halo like not worse but like hardest in terms of difficulty but give me something on that level because that's yeah, what's going to keep my interest but see, I, I have the unpopular opinion that I think the Flood are a really boring enemy to fight in Halo. I, I mean, like, just in terms of that, like, that, that kind scale. of level. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, that yeah, scale no, seems fine. It's when you do these, these splitting paths of, like, go to A, go to B, go to C, bring it all back in the center point. Like, yeah. I would much rather, like, a very narrow campaign that, you know, you might have an elevator that goes up, do a clearer thing, go back down then progress on and i know i know people say like oh i'm not playing halo for the puzzles but like some of the power seed puzzles are literally just like here's a power seed oh where's the new console you need two feet in front of you it's just like yeah it's like what's the point in that just have the door be open like mm. i i know how a power seed works you showed it to me in the first level i don't need to be reminded of it like in this really like monotonous and arbitrary like puzzle set piece that you have to include it's I don't know. I, I'm not. Have the elevator broken? Have like a jumping platform puzzle that you have to use your grapple for. Yeah. It's just like the grapple is one thing that feels really underutilized in this game. Because it's just like all they kind of decided to do with the grapple was grapple up. Or I mean, like grapple to this area. Underutilized by the devs, overutilized by the players. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. The stuff people are doing with fusion coils and grapples is amazing to, like, clip through walls. I love that. But it's like, oh. you know, I, I don't know if it's the case of that they wanted to make the game accessible for people. And this could well be the case because I remember mm. um, this was a big thing with Doom Eternal as well was that you have the meat hook on the end of the shotgun, which acts as a grapple. Um, and it was used very, I suppose, norm, like, very, like, basically, or basic in the, the main campaign, which makes yeah. sense because, you know, you're going to have your a huge player base playing that and then the dlcs when they got to that they kind of expanded on it had it added in like grapple point uh grapple points you could use your meat hook on and you could kind of do combos and everything with that and that was great i wonder if they'll expand on that in the future i, I definitely hope they do because mm. let's be honest the grapple is the only thing you need in this game like i can count i can count the amount of times on my on like one hand that, that i used the threat sensor and the drop shield and they were for like the threat sensor was for the Jaeger fight and for that mm -hmm. fight with the first elite in uh in that what's it called the tower of whatever it's called. it's some like really ominous name um but it's like the tower See, where they're keeping that spartan the Jaeger fight too like i was expecting quite a like you know they ramp it up just like oh this massive spine killer all campaign mm. that was the only boston legendary i did first go like no deaths i was like yeah. this is really underwhelming <laughs> boss fights are underwhelming and i think the problem with it is it's like they don't know how to handle a boss fight outside of just make it so that they take a lot of bullets to kill mm. uh, or make them extremely just uncontrollably quick which makes no sense like it just yeah. like the speed at which some of those people like move in this game it feels unnatural to say the least and i get that it's a game and that alo is known for being a game first and kind of a yeah an actiony sort of story second and it's just i don't know some of the elements like I know a lot of people got stuck on, do you remember the, the mining beam, you know, that brute you come yeah, into yeah. contact with? A lot of people got stuck with him because he in, like immediately lunges for you with a grav hammer. And it's like, there's no time to breathe or to get even like your footing 
which mm-hmm. maybe is the case that they were going for, but it feels really unjustified to the players to then just throw these like like these it's, really heavy sponge level people uh, or not pump people people like Bruce same with like an invisible sword. <coughs> sorry it's the same with an invisible sword elite um up until uh it's like it's like a bridge like two to three missions before the road that you have yeah. to cross when you're clearing everything out and that sword elite caused me so many issues because it's just it comes out of nowhere yeah, but what a wait! Like honestly, like Jaga or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, Jaga is the first. I can't remember Rodam or whatever. Like, what mm. a waste of a good character! Like the design is amazing, and it's just mm. like we know nothing about him. Like I have no reason to be like, oh, I might not win this fight. Apart from he's killed some Spartans. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like every every like main villain in Halo games have killed some Spartans. Like there was a reason for a while Master Chief was the only Spartan left. Mm. Like if like I I just uh, I don't know. I feel it was really like under you like the boss fights range from like huge bullet sponges to laughably easy and there's never a sense of like this is a challenge um like some of them the side ones you go to some of the bosses are like grunts and they go down on one hit (laughs) and i'm just like i i appreciate the comedy value of that like there's a really funny clip of me playing infinite and i don't know if you came across the the side boss fight of like the jackal sniper um and i had like I had grappled up onto a wall and I was kind of just following the waypoint and I was like, oh, here's the weapon going, be careful, chief. This is the fiercest jackal sniper ever. And I just like one shot at him straight away <laughs> and I laughed so much because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. And I thought, this is this is so funny. This is amazing. Um, there but was, I think if you're doing a... yeah, Is, is this like in the very west of the map? I think so. I can't fully yeah. remember. He, the weapon you get is some like white looking stalker rifle. Yeah, I think um, on Legendary, it's like, it's quite a like good one i think it was my favorite out of the like yeah. miscellaneous my, bosses well mine and heroic was just scaling this mountain and then stumbling across a jackal <laughs> and then just shooting him with the sniper once yes. and be like well guess that's that done now um but yeah the the, the boss fights i don't know halo i don't think is a great game really for boss fights in general no. i don't think it's ever been a strong point like we know this like the tartarus boss fight is notoriously bad in halo 2 not not bad. Like it's it's not anything to write home about. You wouldn't be telling it's, it's my favorite oh, glitch of all time. But there's a reason they didn't implement it after Halo 2. Is because you know who wants it? Like nobody. I, um, I, I do I want Johnson. Do, do you know the Johnson glitch? No. So there is a way you can scale up that spire with that uh I can't think of what the vehicle was called. Like it's essentially a covenant vehicle with the two seats. And the turret on the back. Oh, and revenant. Drone. Yeah, revenant. So essentially, you can get a revenant. You can use it. Um, you can get it over to the spire. You can then scale the spire. Is this in Halo Infinite? This is in Halo Two. Oh, Halo Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in regards to the Tartarus fight for the Great Journey. Oh, okay. So you can scale the spire. Then, when uh, Johnson comes with the Scorpion and starts shooting at the door, you'll get that. Um, that mission checkpoint hmm. as the i can't remember what the checkpoint is called but as soon as you do that you jump off a specific side of the spire that then glitches the revenant into the final boss fight then every time you get into that revenant it will just spawn another johnson with the spine laser hmm. so you do it like four or five times you have a whole bunch of johnsons just shooting at tartarus with a spine laser and makes the it makes it on lasso incredibly easy and that's the only reason i got through the great journey on lasso 
just using that glitch. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, boss fights are a thing. Like, I was skeptical when I heard they were going to have boss fights. When I, as soon as I saw the health bar and the shield bar on the top of that, I just knew this is going to be a Destiny-style bullet sponge fight that I'm not going to enjoy. And I'm not happy that I was proven right, at least in my opinion. Like, I just, I don't know. Did you enjoy any of the boss fights? I I liked the first one. Like, I liked the difficulty of them, even though they were bullet spongy. Like, mm. finally getting the first one down. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got a clip on Twitch, and it's essentially, like, me on the tiniest bit of, like, one HP health. Last bullet in the mag, shooting, getting the final kill. And it was just, like, thank fuck for that kind of moment. Yeah. Like, those kind of close moments I love. Um, a lot of the other stuff, though, like, it just it didn't need to be like there's there's better ways to do boss design and i feel like if you had a situation like um maybe not tartarus is the best example but i'm just i'm trying to think of a really good one i would probably say um midnight and halo 4 the very end like i would much rather have a whole bunch of mods uh like mobs be around like a central point yeah like you're battling to like dispose somebody that's preoccupied. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how it always like Halo was always, I think, been at its best when you're like fighting through progressingly more difficult waves of yeah. enemies, like not in one stagnant spot, like it has an infinite, but like when you're progressing, like one of my favorite bits is the the bridge scene in Halo 3 where you're getting over to the Prophet of Truth yeah, yeah. with the help of the flood. Like that is a really, really good set piece. I love that um and yeah it's a little bit repetitive you could argue that and maybe you're probably justified in that statement but i think that's probably the best halo can do i i I think i I would agree though like i would much rather that linear path of like just battle through Hmm. the hordes of the enemy like even if it is the case of free of just like get to the end important story beat now let's get the fuck out of here yeah there is i don't know yeah I think there's ways, like, obviously, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with having so many. If the boss fights weren't, maybe if they weren't as, I suppose, common as they are, it might be a little bit better. Yeah. Like, I think the problem may have been, like, and this, again, this is pure speculation on my part, but they definitely seem like they had to rush at getting this finished. And if they had fewer bosses, they probably could have had more time to delve into making them a bit more complex and a bit more intricate, as opposed to just being take down their shields and health and then you're good to go i i feel like they've focused way too much on the open world stuff to not like having that environment and then not putting anything in it mm. and then it's like well this isn't fun we need to quickly add these story beats and yeah like i'm sure they would I... have had a story at the first but it just doesn't mm. yeah oh one thing i want to point out that annoys me to mm. no end why is it when you go into your upgrades menu it doesn't pause the game yeah it's so stupid. Now, points out to me, Connor said, oh, it's for co-op. That's six months away. Fine, if it's for co-op. Yeah. Don't have it in there now. Is, and it's certainly, that... like, this is a... Yeah, but this is a game that's, what, $500 million mm-hmm. or whatever it had as a budget, or at least that it made, or something like that. Something, something crazy, yeah. Some, some huge budget, right? A budget that is that, that, you know, I can come to expect that they would have at least an element of paused gameplay while I check my upgrades menu, because 
in a game like Infinite where everything's open world and there is no moment of real respite, like the amount of times I've opened up my menu and then like I'd be looking at stuff to upgrade and then I'd just be getting shot at something. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, there's like, it's like two jackals and a grunt are just annoying me. Like it is the most, re- it's just so painstakingly boring. And the event, like the, I, when the first time I died to it, I thought, why have they done this? Like, mm. it, like I don't know a single person who has ever been like, oh, you know what I love? When I when I pause my game and it doesn't actually pause, they did that in Outriders as well for single player stuff, and I was just like, oh, like if, you, like why? if you're ever getting compared to Outriders by me, it, it means I do not like it. I just despise Outriders, um. But it's just that was just one of the most annoying things to me, and I was just like, it's just it's the simple stuff that they got wrong. Like it's, it's the exact same thing with um, you can't like you have to exit out, essentially change the campaign like yeah. difficulty level from the main menu and then reload the game in but i don't know if you've had this because i okay i did it all on heroic right i played the first yeah. mission on normal and then i thought oh this is too easy i'm gonna bump it up so I bumped it up to heroic so i don't have the heroic achievement so mm-hmm. i started a new campaign to play it still haven't gotten that achievement by the way don't know why it hasn't worked right i'm getting a bit pissed but the thing i was a bit annoyed about was that it was like there was like I don't know if you had this problem, but when I started a new game, sometimes the save won't load and you can't play the save. And so I know a few people have had their saves like either just not work after playing the game and then they have to start fresh. And I just no, like... I, I haven't had that issue. I See, I've encountered that now once and I'm so worried that it'll happen to my main save at some point that I'll lose everything. Were you using Quick just... Resume or...? No, I had, see, I because I initially thought that it was a quick resume issue. I quit out the game, started yeah. it back up again. Same problem. Couldn't get into the game. And I don't know what the problem with it was. Um, no mission select. Really stupid. Don't know why that isn't there. I get that it's an open world game, but the main yeah. story mission should be able to be selected. Um, like, yeah. Sure, they're adding it in later on, but like, that's... It's like again every every single feature that an old Halo game has. Let's just mm. take it all out. But where do we where do we draw the line at this? They're going to add it in later. It's like there's a lot of trust being put on people. Like mm. I would not want like I wouldn't spend sixty quid on this game. Mm. Like I wouldn't spend the sixty dollars or sixty euro or whatever. And on I know it I don't think finished game. I know all my friends will like that are achievement hunters will just go. Well, I'll I'll play it when this has been added. Yeah. And, there's so many games that are coming out like like I, I think this is telling of most achievement hunters as well. We're becoming much more limited in those games that we actually want to play day one because a lot of stuff now it's just like you're not getting a complete game uh launch. Like the only ones that I can think lately that uh have done really well is Life is Strange True Colors. And Guardians of the Galaxy are being like a proper triple A experience. And even I have my reservations around Guardians. Well, there's a lot, there's a few glitches in Guardians, in fairness. Yeah. I, I but, like, um, I, I have issues with the chapter select particularly, but like, hmm. at the very least, I, I can see those two games are doing pretty well. Like, yeah. I, I think it's a very hard sell for a consumer if you're taking a step back on a previous entry. If you're yeah. if you're pushing like less features, unless you have some kind of justification for it. Hmm. My initial thought is yeah. how on earth were they ever going to launch this last year? How how did they ever think that that was going to be a possibility? Because it's launched now. 
and it's still nowhere near where the where it should be in terms of quality mm. like, like i don't like i just i don't know i'm really let like i am let down in that regard by it like like i don't mean to be like a downer about it but like you know i actually do enjoy like i do enjoy a good bit of the gameplay like the multiplayer mm. seemed really fresh and polished and i was loving that and then to come to the campaign and to see like elements of it just not be either visually complete or just are just gameplay wise boring uh but, like, whereas in like i i could say like if you played to, to me it's that same comparison to halo ce again like i could say you could play the first two missions of this maybe the third mission to get that little bit of taste of open world mm. and then essentially skip to like nine onwards to get the rest of the story beats because you don't yeah. really miss anything that's first third of the game past the first two missions no i, do, I just there's nothing my, that adds any value my thought process at the moment is this should not have released this should have been a 2022 december release at at, at least you know because it's not done it's just not like I, like i mean we saw halo 5 release with unfinished content and i think even that was in at least campaign wise and gameplay wise was in a better state than halo infinite is yeah i think that maybe that's controversial and i, I know people are singing his praises and being like this is great and everything but i think it, for me i'm just like the expectation i had for this like i was really happy when they said they were going to delay it here it's like good they should i don't want this to be a cyberpunk and it's it's at the state now where it's like it's not even a cyberpunk you know because if it was a cyberpunk at least my anger would be you know pure <laughs> and i could yeah. just outright hate it but it's like it's not finished either and i think people are going to gloss over that a little bit and be like oh well, at least we have a halo game now and you know here it is now next 10 year plan it's just like i can I, I i can't see myself playing this next month let alone the next year like at the current state i just see i want new stuff for it like already this is the thing that like i i could probably get most of the achievements now I could see myself coming back to this game in like two years time and really enjoying it because it will get that mm. content update and when it's like, finished yeah like when it's when it's, <laughs> it's when it's finished um it's 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 just the entire problem of like like live service games mm. it's like let's put the um let's put the environment out now and then we'll fill the content later but also the cheek of them to call the multiplayer thing a beta. It's not a beta if it's like a month before the game releases and mm. you're not going to have any feedback from that. And I, it's just like, if there's monetization in the game, it's not a beta. <laughs> I, I feel torn. Like if they had said, if they had showed off the multiplayer and say, look, multiplayer is coming at the end of 2020 with the launch of the console, like just had the entire team focus on that and mm. then go would, like obviously the campaign would have been still made at the same time. But if they had launched like just a entirely multiplayer experience for like around the console's launch and then worked on the Halo campaign to release like two years later, I would have been yeah. happy with that. Yeah. And I, in fairness, I'm going to say, obviously critics have said this is great. Halo fans have said they really like it. I, I understand I'm probably in the minority here, but it's just, I don't know. There's just something about it and I can't really put my finger on it. It's just, it doesn't feel finished and it doesn't feel like something it, it doesn't feel worth the wait it doesn't feel worth those six years like i would still rather play mcc than this game at the moment yeah 
And and like, I feel personally torn because like, there's one part of me, like there's the part of me that's played a Halo MCC and loves like anything Mm -hmm. Halo that thinks this deserves game of the year. And then there's there's that other part of me, like, and and I might just be filling in the gaps in my mind of like, I really enjoy the gameplay. There's a lot of things that are still disappointing, but I still think this is the best game I've played in quite a while as well. Like, in terms of, I, I skip well, best cut- AAA game for sure. Yeah. I skip cutscenes like crazy. Yeah, like yeah. I'm notorious. My community just like, oh, I'll catch a, I'll catch the movie on YouTube or something. Like, <laughs> like whatever. I'm just here for the achievements. This was the only game I played, probably like in the last six months, where I've just yeah. gone. I can't skip a single cutscene for this. Everything's so intriguing. But I think the only reason for that is because we are so attached to. The, the IP. franchise yeah yeah like i mean i don't know one part that kind of disappoints me and like i get that they're obviously two very different games but to see something like forza horizon 5 release in the polish it has and then to see this come out it's kind of like what you play forza the, like, yeah but it's I, just... I'm, I'm very torn because like forza released with so much polish they release one update everything breaks <laughs> but if you think like Ugh. but like at least in that scenario right the base game is solid yeah there's like it's pretty much perfect in that sense and then sure something will mess up or whatever but they can at least fix that mm. when it comes to halo infinite it's like i know there's things you can change after launch but i don't know if you can change the full like core aspect of the game like the progression system as well like, it just seems like the stuff that should have been and maybe hindsight is 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 everything in this case and maybe i'm being extremely um like i suppose what's the word i'm looking for but extremely I suppose um like looking at this with the lens that okay well mm. I I know that people didn't like this or whatever and yeah, yeah I, I totally accept that and obviously this is no hate to any of the developers because I think they've done a great job firstly as well I want to point out the stuff that happened in the the reddit forum for Halo as well was ridiculous I, I was really so, feel so for that community manager like yeah the, the, all of the, all of the people in 343 like to me at least whenever i see them they have a heart of gold and they're all like yeah. deserving of everything and i was genuinely so happy for them when the scores came back and they were positive because i feel like 343 is a company that at least people wise seems like they really really love halo and that, yeah. that's that's not like and that's something well, i won't claim to take away from them they've always i guess they're always been like in bungie's shadow like of trying to live up to that original like but it's, they've, they've been blamed for a lot of complaints that Bungie have done. Like, so Sprint was, they were always like, oh, why did they bring Sprint to Sprint was in Reach. That was made by Bungie. There's nothing to do with 343. Like, you know, it's. And Reach you know, is I, honestly probably my favorite campaign. Like, Bungie didn't want to make any more Halo games. Like, it was yeah. evident that they were ready to move on. So the whole contract agreement between Microsoft and Bungie was that, okay, we can leave after you make these two more Halo games. They wanted to finish after three. Hmm. Granted, they went out and made two great Halo games, and then it was going to be difficult to follow up. There was great promise with four. Granted, it wasn't a great gameplay experience, but like you could tell there was a passionate team behind it that yeah. wanted to make a new Halo story. Five came along, arguably has probably one of the best multiplayers that this franchise has ever seen, and the best mm. Forge and custom games experience. Campaign is very lacking. I don't think I think they'll probably even acknowledge that. Yeah. And then you come to Infinite and it's like, yeah, th- this is a, this is probably their best all-around experience. It's got good gameplay, it's got a good story, it's got good multiplayer. There's a lot of like little hiccups and different elements that 
way down that experience from being from achieving its potential and i think a lot of my criticism of this game comes from i see this potential that it could be so much better yeah and i and, and it's nothing to do with 343 and i genuinely think if they had wanted the extra year they might have taken it um but i again you know this is the problem of course always isn't it with the sort of big name publishers is that they need to make a quota for their shareholders yeah. for the next year um so like i mean they they probably fought tooth and nail to even get the first original year extension um so i mean i have nothing but sympathy and like good wishes to people in 343 i'm just not not so much let down by them but i'm more so let down by the fact that the I suppose the system that they're involved in didn't allow them to correct a lot of the mistakes that i kind of saw in the game and some of these are personal mistakes some of these are just downright things that a lot of people have had problems with again the no pausing mm. element the lack of co-op forge okay right I, I can do without forge i'm not a big forge head but there's a lot of people who love forge um a lot, forge of, pe- a lot of people like forge is halo yeah it's just i don't know i it's it's difficult to say and it, it, it's always difficult for me to come on to talk about a game and like because I, I am probably maybe a bit of a pessimist when it comes to game design because I try to be positive about games and kind of mm. and I constantly reassure people like, no, I like this game. I do like Infinite and I probably will play Infinite. Well, I have played Infinite, but I probably will play more of it at some stage or another. Yeah. And I'm when I say I won't play Infinite in a month's time, that's no knock on Infinite. I'm quite a, like a, a jump from one game to the next sort of person. So I won't focus on something too long. But it's... I, I do want to make it known that I'm not, not just being this really yeah. negative person on Halo for the sake of it. I, I genuinely do think it's a, a good game and I wouldn't criticize it this much if I didn't think it was worth the time, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause it's a franchise because three for three have proven that they can turn a really messy situation into probably one of the best um, iterations of Halo they've done, which is MCC. Uh, like they've shown that they can turn something around from nothing. Uh, I think really that's hoping. that's the pure definition of like optimism too. Like, mm. I'm not sure if you ever jumped on like the really early days of Halo MCC, but like, nothing works. No. It was a god awful experience. Like, I started it. I want to say November, no, maybe in October 2014, mm. and just actually don't quote me on that. I might be wrong with that, but. I remember that launch experience being like it like it dampened how I feel about Halo. And then yeah. just to finish up this year and think, wow, this is probably one of the best, if not the best game collection I have ever played. Mm-hmm. Like to take sure. original games like that and upscale them in 4K and add all these features and still pump out so much content. I I think Halo Infinite will definitely get like a Sea of Thieves kind of treatment. It's a empty world now. I feel like, it, in my opinion, too much weird. was tried, like too much was attempted at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they flesh out more, like the else, like the, the main problem for me is like going back to the story, unless there's mission select, I know that I'm probably going to avoid the middle of that campaign, just yeah. how I do with Halo CE with like missions such as Assault on the Control Room. Yeah. Just because of poor level design. Um, but that might just come down to personal preference as well. I think the, um, I think how I would describe it at the moment is that it's in an unofficial early access. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about it. Um, as a game on Game Pass, it's perfect. Don't get me wrong. This is great. Like I, it's a... 
I can't fault the gameplay, like in terms of no, the core gameplay is brilliant. Yeah, and and in terms the, uh... of like everything, like I would say mechanics like the boss battles and all that are an issue, but in terms of like if you just had normal enemy mobs and like most part most normal enemy mo- uh, mobs, and then you're just using your like typical Halo gameplay with the grapple lock and all that. I don't mm. think you're going to have a fun experience. And I'm really interested when Forge does come out to see what some people can make with a little bit of creativity. Oh, yeah. If Halo 5 is any example, the Forge on this game should be hopefully even more innovative and should create possibly even like user-led campaigns or missions or whatnot would be amazing. But again, like I just, it's difficult to give a full scale, I suppose, I mean, we've tried, I suppose, the last two hours, haven't we? But <laughs> it's difficult to give a full, like, sort of synopsis of what I think of Halo Infinite because it's not finished yet. Um, and, like, the same way as I wouldn't give a review on Cyberpunk because it's not finished. Hmm. Um, like, there's just so much stuff that's missing from this that in granted two, three years' time, I'll be able to look back at and say, hey, this is a pretty good game, you know? Like the one good thing about, I suppose, MCC now is that if you're coming new into Halo, jumping into MCC now is brilliant. Mm. You can hop in there, you can play all those games, and it's probably the most polished experience you'll have. The same, and this is a growing trend, I think, in games in general. Like Fallout 76 is another perfect example of this, where it's like that released to such poor Mm. um, reception. And for a lot of people now, it's probably one of the best Fallout experiences to date because there's so much content there. There is. Yeah, there's so much to do. It's mm. quite enjoyable. To like experience. No Man's Sky is another perfect example. As you mentioned earlier, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Like all of these games, unfortunately, and I really wish this wasn't the case. And I don't know when a game is going to perfect this idea of releasing a game, having it be good and people love it on launch. Uh, I mean, in terms of like the general consensus, I think Halo Infinite has done that. But I think, I think more so in terms of like polish and people are kind of saying this is good Halo game. And then they're kind of pointing out all these flaws. And I think the only reason I think people like it as much as they do is because it's better in comparison to anything else 343 has done as a as a broader property. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's me making a brass generalization. And there's probably a load of other reasons as to why people like this. I think the sandbox material is fantastic. It's the best uh, weapon selection we've had in any Halo game, I think, in, in terms of it's short and concise element it's like it's a small pool of weapons but they all have their own role to play as opposed yeah. to halo 5 which just had like i don't know four variants of a sniper rifle uh, with all different like oh this one reloads quicker and it's just like i don't care um but yeah, yeah. no I, I i come back to me in a year or two i'll probably have a better idea of what i think of this game and i'll probably love it then but for the moment i i know i'm let down a little bit um, but that's my own fault for being so hyped about this game um, <laughs> because I, I think uh, well, to bring it back to what we talked about Spider-Man uh, what's it, before the thing started you know like uh, expect the worst and you'll never be disappointed or whatever the goal is <laughs> you probably do that but yeah no um, you're all optimistic yeah. MJ <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I don't know where else to take it like I'm, I'm still conflicted like I I'm half between like bashing in one mind and then the other mind is just like, no, this is game of the year. Like this is the most enjoyable game I played all year. Mm. So it's like, yeah. yeah, It's got a bright future. I'll say that. It's definitely got room for potential improvement 
well it's got a lot of room for potential improvement but it's got it's got room to be probably one of the most innovative halo titles today you know if they introduce campaign dlc that'll be fantastic if they introduce uh, as you mentioned kind of more elements to the main core map that would be great as well um i don't know how they're ever going to fix pop in like that that's yeah. a really like that never like that i don't normally get annoyed stuff but that is one part in particular that really kind of bugs me it's like if i get into a wasp and i like go into the air it's just like oh there's a tree it's, it's weird because i noticed that more in forza than i did in halo so hmm. and forza i don't think i ever noticed popping in forza at all like it's bad on oh it's not bad it's a lot worse than this uh, on the series s than it is on the x when oh, i say yeah, bad I imagine, it's yeah. just like the draw distance is a lot shorter but hmm. uh i shouldn't say bad's probably not the best way to explain it but i don't I get what you mean though yeah i, I don't know like if like i feel so weird because i'm feel stuck between this position of like this is my game of the year but it has fallen short of what my expectations were yeah maybe so, maybe maybe the thing to round it off is that we had too high expectations for this game yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we're wrong maybe that's i was scenario. i was expecting this to be like the second coming of christ and sorry third <laughs> coming or whatever yeah you know like um there was there is one quick thing I want to touch base on too. Like, hmm. it makes me think of the original Destiny in a way as well, because Destiny to me hmm. when it first launched was perfect in terms of gameplay. Like the gameplay was unrivaled at the time for me, but yeah. there was like there's obviously a story here, but like in terms of the broader content, everything was repetitive and all that. I think the only replayability after I do the achievements in the campaign is essentially going to be the multiplayer because the mm. multiplayer is a really, really good experience with friends. Uh, we just yeah. need a few more Slayer playlists and a bit more variety, but... Well, it is the most polished elements of the game, for yeah. sure. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's really anything else that we can add to that other than... Can we end, can we end it on a high note? Can we end on a high note and say how much I don't know? Favorite favorite memory from the campaign. Go. Atrox lives. Woo! Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about the ending. About did you see the legendary ending, by any chance? Yes. Yeah, with I... the oppressive bias stuff. Apparently, that is like <laughs> I know. I whenever I whenever I hear any mention of the forerunners, I always just go to a hidden Xperia reaction video because I just know he'll probably freak out about it because he's a big <laughs> lore door not so like yeah. when i saw oppressive by it he went like mental i was like oh that must be a big player <laughs> so yeah. just um this one of the books <laughs> I've, look i've been playing halo wars 2 quite a bit um i'm really keen to see what they do with atriox i'm kind of like eh about like what they're doing with the endless i yeah. i feel weird i feel like they really shouldn't be adding anymore also is there time travel now in the halo universe it seems like a I completely forgot about time tra travel in that it could be in Halo, considering it's a sci-fi franchise. I just I've seen so many time travels. Maybe my head is just done with time loop games. <laughs> Some, somebody essentially compared Halo to Star Wars for me now. I'm like, I fucking hate Star Wars. Why do you have to say that? <laughs> like you just it's just eating me up in the um on the inside. But uh, I don't yeah, so in a post-credit scene, Atriox uses the key to unlock a sealed door, awakening the endless. If the game is finished on legendary difficulty, despondent fire is heard speaking with the forerunner Grant uh, Ardak about the imprisonment of the endless. Uh, when Pyre states that she cannot oversee the study of the endless alone, 
the Granite Act replies that the AI offensive bias, which what the fuck name is that? Offensive bias. I don't know. Uh, it it's based off. Um, it's been, what's it? Mendicant bias is like the, at least from my recollection, right? Okay, so this is what I'm going to try and draw off because I, I looked up as like who is a who is offensive bias like what what is the story here so yeah. apparently mendicant bias is this ai that pretty much the forerunners created but he didn't ever like he never got decommissioned so he gained like a large level of sentience and he was sent to like spy on the flood or whatever so he ended up just talking to the grave mind for like i don't know like 30 or 40 years or whatever and the grave mind managed to convince him that like why are you like doing the bidding of these like organics or whatever so he yeah. like rose up with the help of the flood uh, to try and like you know kill the forerunners and all life or whatever this is this is the worst retelling halo <laughs> lore but it's like but then they created a pr- offensive bias which is pretty much medican bias but without like a level of sentience or creativity yeah uh, so it's like this ruthless efficiency so like offensive bias then managed to defeat mendicant bias in the flood so like he's a pretty big deal i think in halo lore in terms of like i don't know power level yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i mean it i it'd be interesting to see what is it with the forerunners as well and like you know they all die and everyone else dies when they actually the halo rings but all the enemies seem to be just perfectly frozen in time and can't be killed like we had it with the iso didact you know now we have the endless and i get that it's explained again that they can't be killed by the ring which i mean yeah. i'm interested to see how they justify that but like it's just like you think they'd like you know hide their stuff like yeah like we killed what's it the uh, i'm pretty sure we we did kill the the harbinger so like why didn't they <laughs> so they, they can clearly die so i don't know why they didn't find some other way of doing it yeah it's i don't know there's just there's too much stuff going on in halo sometimes too Maybe Master Chief is the bad guy. Maybe the Endless are the good people. Wouldn't that be a plot twist? That would be, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's only time will tell. Da, da, da. I don't know. Perfect, <laughs> way <to end> the... <laughs> Perfect way to end the podcast. Just like, what if Master Chief was bad? Let's just, let's just, every main character. Keys come back. He was evil the whole time. It's, yeah. I mean, he did contrip ch- children into like a Spartan program. He helped Catherine Halsey to do that. So maybe he is evil, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> oh. oh, now we're just getting Discussion for another day. <laughs> Discussion for another day. No, it's, uh, it's been absolutely great. Do you want to plug your stuff too once more before yeah, we end uh, up? I'll, I'll quickly plug Gaming Sandbox, which uh, you can find at www.gaming-sandbox.com. You can find us on Twitter at Gaming Sandbox underscore. The same goes for Instagram. And then on facebook and linkedin of all places you can find us at gaming sandbox um but yeah that's about it i mean go check out our discord as well we have them linked on our side as well um we're always looking for more people to come over and just chat about whatever it doesn't have to be indie game related just games in general connor and i usually say that you know most halo podcasts veer off into general discussion we are a general discussion podcast that veers into halo so please feel free at any stage to come over and show give us your thoughts on anything and everything gaming related and if you need a discord link as well you can check that in the partners servers if you are in the hall of gamers discord um yeah. it's been absolutely great talking to you well thank you for i feel me. like we missed like several key points there but like nah, I, I, I i i definitely <laughs> like i mean if you do have game pass i definitely think you should check the campaign out i wouldn't mm. we worried about like especially if you're in gym hunter don't worry about um lasso 
lasso apparently is the easiest lasso that has been ever released. I think it changes wow. up the gameplay mechanics. Doesn't mean it's easy though. <laughs> I, I like I've seen some quite interesting stuff. Look, at the very end of the day, six months time, you're gonna get a co-op mode. Hmm. It's like it's gonna be doable. I believe yeah. in you. I, I sorry, I believe in like ninety percent of you. The other ten percent, you know who you are, <laughs> Charlotte. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, yeah, once again, absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, hope you've had a really good festive season, depending what time this comes out, Christmas, New Year's. Um, but yeah, and especially if you play Halo Infinite, let us know your thoughts as well. Just uh, don't put any spoilers in for anybody that hasn't played it. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>